I hope you can hear that. That is the, sign, the uh, sound of a hawk. And um, I'm playing this from a YouTube clip. However, just moments ago, the sound of the hawk was very real. It was not playing from a YouTube clip. All this week, there has been hawks in the area. Now, we always have hawks in the area because that's just, you know, they're hunting and they do what they do. But this week, it has been very, very consistent seeing the hawks and hearing them. So much so to where I have not been able on my homestead to allow my chickens to free range. There was one time this week that even my daughter saw a hawk swoop down from one of the trees in our backyard aiming toward the coop, um, which I thought was kind of strange because the chickens were not out. They were in the coop and so there wouldn't have been any way that they could have gotten to them. But nonetheless, that's what she said she saw. And she said that she's pretty sure it was a hawk because it was a pretty big bird. And again, they have been in the area. Um, and I have seen them literally right in my backyard, but you know, up in the air looking for something to munch down on. So I went online and I just kind of looked at um, different information on hawks and their behaviors and found some pretty interesting things. So one of the hawks that's most common is the red-tailed hawk, but there are other hawks um, and they pretty much have similar behavior. Their hunting techniques are pretty much the same. Um, and the sound that you heard is pretty much the sound of most hawks. Coming from, I believe it's Bismarck Tribune. I'm gonna read something that they posted in this article. So um, hawks are sometimes also called falcons, so we'll just go with it. The prairie falcon sits upright on dead trees and other conspicuous places where it commands a wide view. Its superb eyesight can see its prey from miles away. Then when it spots a victim, it makes a dead, uh, not a dead, a beeline a beeline for it by skimming above the ground until it arrives. Then it rises and plunges down on the prey from behind before the helpless bird can react. Like other birds that live north of where trees grow, it never lands on trees. Usually they catch their food with lightning strike swoops delivering a powerful blow to the prey is killed instantly. So, so much so to the prey is killed instantly. The hawk is swift, is a swift bird of prey, easily overtaking any other bird and feeds almost exclusively on birds unless they are too big and heavy for it to carry. It rises higher than its prey and swoops down with high velocity on the doomed birds similar to other falcons. And this is talking about 
the prairie falcon or hawk which they have hawks in here um, and it's just this particular style of bird and also it's actually going after other birds um, there's another part in here where this is what what really gets me is if the hawk is going after another bird in mid-air so it says as the falcon also approaches the targeted bird from the side or it turns upside down to seize the bird with its talons from below. The foils the instinct many birds, this foils the instinct many birds of other creatures have to escape by dropping down. As part of their training, the young out of the nest may be fed by their catching the dead bird in midair after being dropped by the parent bird a male has been observed near the nest transferring a small bird from its talons to the talons of his mate that flew out from her nest to fly upside down under him to catch her food now then it said it basically plucks the feathers off of the bird before eating it. So this is this is kind of brutal. This is like a an extremely uh well uh technique, hunting technique, and also brutal at the same time. I was looking at uh something else. I think this may have been uh it may be from the same site. But it says when a red tail is on the ground with its talons on the little animal, it fans its tail out, creating a shadow. The prey seeks to hide in the dark shadow. This makes it easier for the hawk to control its prey. Also just putting in Google how hawks catch their prey. This website, or Wikipedia, it says the hawk kills its prey and its talons as opposed to other predator birds such as a falcon. The falcon uses talons to catch the prey but kills a small animal with its beak instead of its talons. The hawk's preferred time for hunting is usually just before nightfall when daylight lessens. Well, we also know that they hunt during the day. There is another site that actually says that hawks are compared, their hunting styles are compared to that of wolves. Now, I was driving one day coming from, I believe, school or work or somewhere. And um, a hawk swooped down literally directly in front of my windshield. It freaked me out because I'm driving and in Georgia I call the roads these narrow these narrow winding roads of Georgia because you have a lot of narrow sometimes one to two lane uh, roads where you're going is if the two lanes is one going north one going south or whatnot so you know <laughs> you you you're going down these little narrow roads and it took me a minute to adjust to this when I first moved here because I wasn't used to small narrow roads like that and so and then, of course, on the sides is forest. It's natural forest. You have all of the trees and things like that on the side. And I'm coming down. I'm always thinking to watch out for deer. But it never dawned on me that a hawk would swoop down in front of my car. And I almost lost control of the car. I mean, I, mean, I just, because it just threw me off guard. So this hawk 
swoops down I know I must have missed it by just like a, a blink of an eye okay missed this hawk from hitting it but this this hawk swooped down in front of my windshield and it had a squirrel I could vividly see the squirrel inside of the hawk's talons inside of his claws and I thought that was that was amazing I was just like wow that was something that was a sight to see I'd never seen anything up close like that and um, I was listening to a podcast uh, a while ago um, it's one of the podcasts I normally listen to where um, animals and, and different things of nature are being talked about. And I remember hearing a story of a hawk. It was two hawks that was carrying what I believe the podcast said a king snake. It could have been another kind of snake, but I, I think they said it was a king snake. And one hawk had part of the body in its claws and the other hawk had the other part of the body in its claws and they were flying together carrying this snake and I thought that that was amazing because that meant that they were so hungry and determined to get this this prey that they were willing to work together to get this beast off the ground so it's quite interesting. So we've had hawks in the area. We've had to uh, keep our chickens inside um, just because they literally have been in the area multiple times out of the day. Um, and I think we, let's see, this, I'm recording this podcast on Thursday. You'll get it on Friday morning. We could not put them out Monday, Tuesday, or yeah, Monday or Tuesday. We were able to bring them out yesterday, like right before it got dark. I think we brought them out about 8 o'clock, 7, 8 o'clock. And it was literally the whole family was outside because we were like, if we hear a hawk or we see a hawk, we got to grab one chicken and hurry up and get them inside the coop. And sure enough, we had them out because I just thought it was so unfair that they did not get to free range. And when we free range our chickens, we free range them in a certain barn-like area. So they're not free ranging all over the backyard, but we do have an area where they free range and we never leave them unattended when they free range. But because the hawks had been so bad, I mean, you usually see two or three, maybe even four at a time. And since it was so bad, we just thought it was safer to leave them in. So yesterday when we brought them out or yesterday evening when we brought them out, we were out, you know, the entire family was out, you know, letting them free range. And sure enough, maybe after I see a hawk right now, this is crazy. He literally just landed on a tree. Oh my gosh, while I'm recording this podcast, he is huge. And it is a big, big, beautiful brown, which looks like a red tailed hawk. Oh my gosh, he is humongous. I'm looking at him right now. This is absolutely insane. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Um, so my daughter must have been right. But anyway, so we had them out and we're out and we're very diligent. We're looking around, we're letting them free range and we're, you know, we're kind of staying spaced out from each other and not bundled together so that nothing could come out and get any of them 
when we wasn't looking and we also had the dog out so that the dog could keep an eye out on what was going on and so um sure enough we heard the hawks and i could tell what direction they were coming from and so we gathered up our flock and we hurry up and got them inside the coop and we went inside and that was pretty much the end of it and you know the sound of the hawks got louder and boom you know we knew that they were they were coming and they did and so this situation has brought me to a scripture and I'm actually going to read this in multiple versions because I want to make sure that you really 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 understand this and I'm going to read today from Ezekiel 33 verse 1 through 6 And it reads, I'm going to start with the King James Version, and then I'm going to read Amplified, and then I'm going to read the English Standard Version. So, in the King James Version, it says, Again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord coming unto Ezekiel. Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast, and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet, and taketh not warning, if the sword comes and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, and he took no, not warning. His blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hands. Okay. Now I'm going to read the Amplified. Now these versions, uh, because I know that, you know, the Amplified and the English people can understand more so. But I know that some people just generally love King James and um, it's not King James the King. It, it's just the way that it's written is just how it was the language that was used during that time. So when you have all of these Bibles that have different versions, what they do is they just read, they do another version to adapt to the type of language, the way we speak during that time period. So when you have the King James, that's how they talked. Thus thou art. They talked like that during that time frame. So that's why it was written during the King James time frames. It has nothing to do with King James himself. He didn't write the Bible. It was during that time. So... And I'm going to read the Amplified. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, again to Ezekiel, Son of man, speak to the sons of your people and say to them, If I bring a sword on the land and the people of the land take one man from among them and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming on the land, 
and he blows the trumpet and warns the people. Then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning and the sword comes and take him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be on himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword come and does not blow the trumpet and the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any of them, he is taken away because of his corruption and sin. But I will require his blood from the watchman's hands. Last but not least, the East, the English Standard Version. I was about to say Eastern. I don't know why I be saying Eastern. It's no Eastern. It's English. The English Standard Version reads, The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. Speak to your people and say to them, If I bring the sword upon a land, and the people of the land take a man from among them and make him their watchman. And if he sees the sword come upon the land and blows the trumpet and warns the people, then if anyone who hears the sound of the trumpet does not take warning and the sword comes and take him away, his blood shall shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But if he be it but if he had taken warning he would have saved his life but if the watchman sees the sword come and does not blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any of them that person is taken away in his iniquity but his blood i will require the watchman's hand let me break this down the lord gives us a watchman that watchman at church is your pastor or a prophet. At home, that watchman may be your husband or the wife. Really should be the husband. But if if a woman is a single parent, then it may be just her. And I'm going based on biblical principle. This is not a sex thing. That is your watchman. Now, my flock... I am the watchman over my flock. So if I am standing on watch looking for the hawk, think about the sword being the hawk or danger. The Bible says um, that we should be um, prepared for things that are coming because he set the watchman out. Okay? So if I am watching over my flock then when the sword comes the danger comes the hawk comes if I don't warn my flock and put them in a safe place then guess what they're gonna die and their blood in that sense would be required at my hand because it's my fault It's my fault because I did not do anything if I don't put them away, if I don't warn them, if I don't get them back in the coop. It's on me if they perish. I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel guilty. My mind is just going to be gone. Maybe it's not a natural flock. Maybe the flock is your church 
or the people that God have placed in your life, you see that something's not going right in their life. You see that they are destroying their own life. You have that relative that is a drug addict and he is destroying his own life. You see the sword coming. You see death around the corner, okay? You see it coming. And you don't warn him. Then he will die in his iniquity. He will die because of those drugs or that alcohol. But it's going to be, his blood is going to be required at your hands because you didn't say anything. You didn't do anything. What I was trying to say earlier was that warning comes before destruction. I got stuck. The Bible says that warning comes before destruction. So sound the alarm. Because if you don't do that, then that person's life is, is their blood is on your head and your hands. If I did not, if the hawk had came, and I saw the hawk coming and I saw the hawk just like I saw the hawk perched up in the tree a moment ago. If I saw the hawk there and I got my flock inside, I've done the right thing. I've done the right thing. They're not going to perish and I don't have to worry about the heat of that coming down on me. Okay, I didn't take care of my flock. Not just thinking about all of the things that the flock does for me, provide eggs and things like that. But I didn't take care of my flock, my responsibility, the responsibility that God has given me. I didn't take care of that. Now, what if the hawk, I saw the hawk coming or I saw it perched in the tree like I did a moment ago and I went and saved myself. But I didn't do anything with I left the flock out. I deliberately I'm going to save myself then that is selfish. I'm being selfish because I've still left my flock out to perish. They perished in whatever condition they're in. The blood is required at my hand. It's on my hands. If you have that cousin that needs to give their life to the Lord, or maybe it's not even a, a Christian or a biblical thing. Maybe it's just somebody that's just, they ain't doing right. They can't keep a job. They lazy. You don't have to beef them up about it. But it is required of you to say something. Now, in a lot of situations, people know when they ain't doing right. And you really don't have to say much to people because they know they ain't doing right. But if the Lord places you as the watchman he places you in that position then it's on your hands if that person perishes if I'm at a church and the watchman over my church he's not doing right he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing as the leader over my life he's not feeding me as the leader over my life he's not protecting me as his flock and the rest of his congregation as his flock if he's not doing that then whatever mess I'm in I'm gonna die in that mess but my sins is going to be required at his hands. In other words, when he stands before the Lord, the Lord is going to judge him based on my sin. 
based on what he did not do to correct me, to watch over me, to protect me as his flock. Maybe a little bit drastic, but if I saw the hawk up in the tree, as I did a moment ago, and he comes down and take my flock because I didn't, I saw him, but I didn't do anything. I didn't warn my flock. I didn't try to, you know, save them. If they were in sin, maybe they wouldn't be chickens, but if, if they were in sin some kind of way, they would die in their state and in that condition. But then when I die and I stand before my heavenly father, he's going to say, okay, Lily and Pebbles and Addison and Nikki, what they did, it's on you now. I'm judging you for it. Do you hear the hawk in the background? Because I hear the hawk. And he's praying. He's looking for prey. He's on the prowl, right? He's, he's soaring above. He's high. Looking for someone to devour. Looking for some animal, some helpless animal-like, bird-like soul to devour. Because he's hungry. She's hungry. Even in the animal kingdom... Animals have a way of notifying their own kind and other animals that danger is near, that destruction is coming. So chickens typically, if, if my chickens free-ranged the entire yard and I'm not watching them, I'm not out watching and, and watching for danger, they would hear, if one of them hears, they have a sense that if they hear a hawk, they will try to go run and get away, go underneath something. In our barn-like area, I have places for them to go hide should danger come and I can't get them in the coop. Ideally, I want to get them in the coop, but in the event that I can't get them in the coop, they have places to go hide. You hear it? <laughs> they have places to go hide. But I don't warn them. Then I've lost my flock and they die in whatever condition they are. And it's required at me, at my hands. I have to pay the price. I have to go get new chickens now. We don't have any more eggs. Whatever the case. My chickens are actually not laying eggs yet. They're still juvenile, but yet and still, I'm just making this plain and clear so you can understand it. The hawk can be compared to the enemy because he seeks us out. The Bible says he goes to and fro throughout the earth seeking whom he may devour. And that's what the hawk is doing right now. It's flying, it's soaring in the air above me, above the trees. And it is seeking. But one thing you should also notice about the hawk that you can also compare it to Satan is he's very loud. You know when he's coming. Usually right before he sneaks upon you and he swoops down and snatches you up 
You hear him coming because he's a loud mouth and that bird is very loud. When we are free ranging our chickens, we all know the sound and we hear a lot of sounds around us. And I know here on the podcast, you have heard all kinds of sounds in the background because this, this is an outdoor podcast. I record these podcasts outside. So you have heard many birds. Just being on this property, I have learned the difference between the, the um, cardinal and the house finch because those are two birds I see all the time and I've lived here long enough to have picked up and I've been outside long enough to have picked up the distinct sounds between the two birds so if I hear a cardinal and I don't see it I know it's a cardinal if I hear a house finch and I don't see it I know it's a house finch because I've been out that many times to where I have learned the sounds of the birds And you don't have to be like me to be outside and hear the sound of a hawk and know, not know what it is. You know what a hawk sounds like. So when I hear the sound, when the chickens hear the sound, they know that danger is near and they go and they run and they hide and they take refuge they take a secret place because the hawk is loud it announces itself it might be speaking some language to the other hawks or communicating in some kind of way but to us we know danger is near When I was just looking at the bird, it's a big, beautiful bird. Beautiful bird. Huge. That thing was huge. But you're not going to really be feeling that way if they come down and swoop your little chihuahua dog. Because I've been told that they can, will take small dogs like chihuahuas. They will take anything that's easy for them to carry. And it's a big bird, as I just said. They can take anything that they can carry when they are determined. Those two hawks were determined to get that snake, that king snake. That they worked together as a team to get it. So... When the enemy is out, when he rushes in like a flood, swooping down to try and destroy your life, to cause all chaos and confusion to happen in your life. When he comes down, he comes like a hawk. Online, it even said that it was comparing hawks to wolves. Wolves hunt in packs. Think about on television when you've seen wolves hunt. It is a very scary scene to be out somewhere and then surrounded by a pack of wolves. When you know instantly how in the world am I going to get out of this situation. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Grey. Phenomenal movie. Because this man had to try and survive these pack of wolves. That once they get your scent, they don't lose it. 
and they track you down. They stay where you are and they may not be near, but they're never far. And no matter where you are, you can't see them, but they can see you. That is like a hawk. These hawks around here, they know that we have chickens. If they didn't know, they know now. And so all week long, they have been hanging around this area. And it's very foresty, so they have plenty of other areas to look in. But they know, they know that there is prey here. And that is why it's important for me to be on watch, for me to be the watchman. And that is why it's important for you to be in a place where you have a watchman. We all need a watchman. Even if we are the watchmen, we still need a watchman. That's why your pastors have pastors and their pastors have pastors and so forth and so forth because you need a watchman. If you don't have a watchman per se, then you need an accountability partner. You need someone to help keep you upright and on guard. And someone that is willing to step in and say, the hawk is coming. The hawk is coming. Where is your faith? The hawk is coming. Do you have your armor on? The hawk is coming. Do you have on the breastplate of righteousness? The hawk is coming. Are your loins girt about with truth? The hawk is coming. Have you plead the blood over your life lately? The hawk is coming. Are your loins girt about with truth? Because the hawk is coming. Do you have the sword, which is the word of God? The hawk is coming. Are you watchful? Are you vigilant? The hawk is coming. Do you got your mind right? The hawk is coming. Are you still on social media when you should be reading your word? The hawk is coming. Are you spending time, real time in prayer every day? The hawk is coming. You got to be ready and standing on watch. Protecting your family, your flock from a spiritual standpoint and you being protected. Are you on your watch? Are you on your watch? I don't have anything set in place right now to protect my chickens from aerial prey. Besides them being in a coop, which they are very safe in there. So I have to be on watch when I allow them to free range. I'm never so caught up in having conversation with people, even when people come over and they're um, in the barn area and they're watching the chickens forage. I can be talking to them, but I am on watch. I am always aware of my surroundings when it comes to them. My ears are open because I know that it is very unlikely that a fox is going to come around while I'm out or a coyote. And if a snake comes out, I really doubt it because they don't want to be around people like that. But a hawk, it's a different story. 
just like if it was wolves in the area me being out may not mean anything because they still might come so i have to sound the alarm i have to sound the alarm so that they know it's time to go inside it's time to go to that safe and secret place see we're not fearful of satan and his devices we're not afraid of him but there are times where we have to go in a secret place. Do you hear the hawk in the background? Do you hear him? He's in the area. Satan is never far from us. He's always on the prowl. He's always on the lookout, trying to see what he can do to affect your life at any given moment. You have to be the watchman. You need a watchman. So when you hear the sound of the hawk coming, you can sound the alarm so that everyone that you are watching over can get to a place of safety whether that is spiritual or natural and that way if they decide to stay out it's on them if they die in whatever condition they die in if they are taken away by the enemy in whatever condition that they are in it is not on your hands because you sounded the alarm but if you don't sound the alarm then when they are taken their sin is on your hands and i don't know about you but it's a fight every day for me to make sure i'm doing it right i mean I love this walk with Christ, but it is not always an easy walk. And I don't have time to have to deal with my own sin. And then I got to deal with yours too. I got to deal with Becky's sin too. I got to deal with John's sin too. I just can't do it. Lord, help me. I don't want to do it. I hear the train in the background sounding their alarm to let you know that there's a train in the area. If you're on the track, get off. Sound the alarm, people. Do not see someone in a bad or dangerous position and you know that they are and you're not saying anything just because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Do you really want the hawk to come and take them? And you did not sound the alarm so that that person can get to safety. So I hope that you got the message today. I hope that there was something in this podcast that you could get and that you could take away from this message. I know that the hawk is not going anywhere. I still hear him in the background. At the same time, I can hear the house finches. I hear him, but it's okay because I'm on the watch and my flock are in the coop. Thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. Subscribe, please. And hey, also follow me on Instagram at KB Simple Life. 
See you next time. Hi, this is Kristen. And thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And while you're at it, click subscribe so you can continue to receive my podcast, Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. And I just want to give you an invitation today, an invitation to Christ. That's what this segment is about. So you know what? You don't have to wait till Sunday to go down in front of the entire church. You can receive him right where you are right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, I want a relationship with you. Please come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And guess what? You are saved. It's that simple. Get in a Bible-based church, fellowship with other Christians, and get to know Christ for yourself. And until next time, please subscribe again and come back for more encouragement from Kristen's Backyard.